When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Alyssa Explains It All. Today we have an episode with producer Matt. We're just going to chat today. And we were just about to talk about um, my trip to L.A. And um, it was really fun. It was uh, it's coming at a weird time because I'm also going to Scotland in like a couple of days. So it's like the trips back to back are very stressful. I, it's not like the, the fun thing about working for yourself is you create your own calendar and schedule. But also the bad thing about working for yourself is that you create your own calendar and schedule. <laughs> and so, so like, I don't really have like days off while I'm traveling. Like I still have to like be creating content. I have to do two lectures while I'm there. So I'm just really stressed out by like all of the stuff that I have to do. Um, and then well, that's, sorry, your go ahead. trip to California. I mean, from following your Instagram story, it was literally just like, you hanging out with past podcast guests, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> essentially. It was just like yeah. the podcast reunion tour. Yeah, it really <laughs> like, was. We didn't do that much, which was honestly so, so appreciated because there have been times I've gone to LA where every single moment of every single day, I was like to the brim with plants and then I would get home and be exhausted. And that was not the case this time. I was very grateful for that. Um, but it also, there was also just like a lot of stuff going on with my friends too. Like everyone was just like stressy out there, over here. Uh, and now that's, I think between the jet lag and then like all of the stressful stuff going on, it spiraled me into like a, a little period of time where I'm not sleeping right. Yeah. It's oh, just, yeah. oh my God. You and I were somehow, even without intending to syncing up mm -hmm. <laughs> in the fact that we ended up on the West Coast basically 24 hours from each other and yeah. ended up home 24 hours from each that, other. That was crazy. Like we literally, 
left on almost the same day and came back on almost the same day. And While having at- totally different trips. <laughs> yes. Well, you were in San Diego, which was well, different. I was in LA for two days. Okay. And then I took the train to San Diego. Yeah. Because um, I was trying to convince you to go to a really cool spot that I found in LA. Oh my God. I totally forgot about that. Fuck, yeah. I'm so mad. It was a coffee shop that was, it was called Horror Vibes Coffee. Yeah. And it was literally just like a monument to horror, um, including like paintings that they were selling. They had this awesome screen painting mm-hmm. that was $4,000, which is approximately $3,900 more <laughs> than I was able to spend on it. But it was a painting of the scene, spoiler alert for Scream 5, the scene where Dewey gets killed in Scream 5. So it was like a painting of Dewey on the ground with his guts all out and Ghostface so standing cool. there with a the knife. And I was like, that's that an amazing right. painting. Uh, but yeah, very cool. If you're ever in Los Angeles, uh, it's worth going down there and checking it out. Uh, it's literally run by someone younger than you and I. Uh, who just decided she wanted what? to to have a little coffee place dedicated to her love of horror and like made it happen, which is amazing. That's amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> I I would love to have a little coffee place in general. Um, like I would love to have a coffee shop. That's I would like... love to have like a cafe slash venue. Like yeah, I get that. Yeah, like live music, live podcasting, etc at night but like during the day it's just like a quaint little coffee shop where you can come and get like a muffin and a drink yeah i love that i love that idea that's i would want something like similar to that um except i want there to be like kind of a bookish theme happening yeah like like an old we've talked about this because you have a name for it already yeah i do do I say what the name is? I don't know. Someone might steal it. So I say keep it. Okay, I'll keep it. I'll keep it. And one day if I get to actually realize my dream and, and do it, then, you know, I need to keep it all in the the noggin because I hey. feel like it would be so lovely. Well, that that one day defeatist attitude certainly not going to get you there closer. Oh, so, like, I'm in. So I'm, when it happens, <laughs> when it definitively happens. Uh, my My brain is in a space right now. It is. (laughs) Defeatist mentality is all that I have swimming up in there. It's terrible. No bueno. No no defeatist attitude Mm -hmm. on this podcast. This is a positive podcast of positive people talking positively (laughs) about how badly we don't want kids, among other things. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, I will say you're more decided on that than I am, but I'm very, very, very much on the fence. Yeah. And um, sorry, go ahead. To, for me, it comes down to the fact that I, you know, I'm nearing 40, mm-hmm. right? So, like, hypothetically, let's say in the next year or two, I like absolutely meet my dream person. We date for a while, we get married. Like, I just don't want to be 60 at my kid's high school graduation. Like, yeah. right out the gate, that's like starting point number one. And then it also comes from like an element of selfishness, which mm-hmm. is just that, like, we just described the positives and negatives of like working for yourself. You don't get to just do whatever you want because you don't have a schedule when you have mm-hmm. to like take care of a child. Um, right. Right. And the amount of like bands, um, music, like the, the amount of bands, filmmakers, writers, etc., whose like whole life has been like put on a two to three year pause while they deal with the early adolescent portion of having a kid. I'm just not there. Like if I got to the point where 
I had no concerns about the bills and like all of the fun stuff that could ever happen to me has already dried up. Like mm -hmm. then I'd be like maybe considering that next adventure. But like, I don't know about you. I feel like I'm just barely scratching the surface on like the fun and excitement that my life has for yeah. me. And I just think that a kid would not. And this is not shaming anybody who, like. I am a proud uncle to many of my friends' <laughs> children. Uh, it's just not, a, it's never been a thing that I've ever considered or wanted. Yeah. And just the older I got and the more I spent time with kids, the more clear it's been. Mm -hmm. I was hanging out with a, a, we'll say a very good friend yes. uh, last night. And there was a child in the Wawa uh, just <laughs> having an absolute fit. No. And and like her and I were talking after the fact and she's like, I just felt so bad for that kid. I wanted to just like hold him and make sure everything was OK. And I was like, see, I wanted to shove that kid outside and let him <laughs> deal with his stuff while I got my sandwich in peace. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I understand. I understand. <laughs> and I agree that like you feel like you haven't done enough yet to like like actually go through that process because I feel sort of like twofold about it I feel like I haven't gotten to do enough fun stuff and I also haven't experienced like peace and security for long enough for me to sacrifice that like I can't imagine like every day I could be waking up into some different kind of emotional state yesterday I cried twice before 10 a.m like you know it's just like <laughs> And well, there's not a child in sight. Yeah. And I also think that it's worth calling out like you and I, um, we both try to keep each other held accountable in the sense of reminding each other that like teenage us would be so amazed and wowed by everything yeah. that we've done in our lives. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not saying this as if I'm a failure at all. Like I am very well aware that like I am doing and experiencing things that I never thought were possible, but I still haven't nearly hit the point that I want to hit. And a kid in my life would feel like the absolute end of the dream yeah. at yeah. this point in time. Yeah. So like, I, I completely agree. And this has become a conversation for like John and I now because because I was I he's known from the beginning that I was on the fence. And he was also sort of like on the fence. And now we're he's sort of like, I don't know, I'm leading towards like this being a priority to me. And so now we have to like figure out how that's gonna go exactly i mean we're so like we're still so early in our relationship too and he's yes. so young too 26 so like there's it's you know there's a lot of a time difference or situation happening here but that's why it's come up so much and it's funny because my best friend has been married since she was since 2019 but she was she's been with her now husband since she was 16 years old so they are they like lost their virginity to one another. Like they, they are each other's person through and through. And they've been together for so long that when she was like 19, she was like, I would, if I, if I got pregnant, I would totally have a kid. And like, she wanted, she wanted to like consider that at that time. And, you know, it was kind of like a passing thought. Like she's that, it came and went. And I think that people have that every now and then you're like, you know what? I could just, I could just like fuck around and have a kid. Yeah. But that's like not the way to actually do it. And I feel like so many people do it that way. <laughs> um, 
And now she is like, I don't really know that I want to do it at all because yeah. I, I like my freedom. I like having, you know, any level of disposable income that I can actually use for myself is a miracle. So, you know, and it's like one of the few things that you can't take back after it. You know, yes. what I mean, like you can be in a relationship with someone who's maybe not ideal for you. And it's like, mm -hmm. OK, maybe I waste it. X amount of days or months or even a year with that person, but like, yeah, you can like you can still return it. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. You, know, like, you can if you hate your job, you can quit. You can yeah. leave that job. This like, is like the one thing that you can't like. You can you are yeah. you are locked for life. <laughs> you are a parent forever, and that's that also scares me. That scares the shit out of me. And I just like I feel like a lot of people go into it thinking like, this is the natural thing. This is the yeah. natural thing. Everyone does it and it'll be fine. And like, that's probably true. Like, it'll probably be fine. And you'll probably end up like really loving it because it is something that humans naturally do. However, there are plenty of people who very much regret becoming a parent and that scares the shit out of me. Do you know there's an entire Reddit thread? Listen, I'm going to pause you right there. Let's <laughs> not give Reddit any credit on anything. <laughs> like, Understood. <laughs> Understood. That's fair. That's but fair. Yes, you're correct. There, there are people who absolutely regret these things and there's not much you can do after you've gotten to that right. point. Right. Um, I mean, I guess there are things you can do, but prepare for the entire world to look at you as the biggest pile of trash that's ever like right. walked the planet from that point on. Right, exactly. And like, I saw some people, I've also like fallen down a hole of child free by choice. That's what the like hashtag is. And I've been looking through some of them and it's been interesting because um, it's, it's interesting to see like, their thought process on it because like before maybe a couple of years ago <clears throat> that didn't feel like that was an option it didn't feel yeah. like that was like something like it just was like that's the assumed next step and then when you think that way you don't really think about the choice that you're making that much because you just like are you're like oh i'm married so like i'm gonna have kids now or whatever and i'm happy that people are like actually thinking about it because it's not for everybody no, and this is a thing that's come up a lot with uh, my therapist in mm -hmm. the past, which is the idea that like uh, just well, we used to have these conversations. Uh, the reason why I started going to therapy in the first place was that I was feeling like something was wrong with me, that mm -hmm. that everyone else had advanced well beyond me and that like I was sitting here unable to find a relationship while everyone else was like getting married and like having all these big life experiences. And it was my therapist who was like, but is that even anything you want? Mm. Like, just because that's what like everyone else acts like you're supposed to want. That doesn't mean that that's what's your plan. And he's like, because like you seem really happy, pretty much everything I just said here you're really happy when you're traveling and like mm -hmm. doing all these podcasting events and spending the weekend in like different States, uh, promoting your show and selling t-shirts. And like, do you really think that you could do that while like being in a, you know, quote unquote, real relationship with kids and stuff like that? Yeah. And I was like, no, I could, like I couldn't. Right. So I, I think that our generation my generation, not so much, but like your generation and beyond is getting a lot better 
at realizing like, oh, we don't have to follow our parents' exact footsteps of like graduate high school, go to college, get a job, stay at that job forever, marry the person you were dating in college and have 2.5 babies. <laughs> yes, exactly. I also think part of it's like we did not grow up with the same financial security that that other generations prior to ours did. So, so that's a big factor in it too. It's like if I, when I was talking about this earlier, I was like, I, the thought of how much money it takes to raise a child and then thinking about how you would have to like put aside money for them to go to college. Like I haven't paid my own student debt. Like yeah. you're asking me to take on another, like another human being, like aside from the debt that I accrue just from my own being alive. Yeah. Just your existence. Yeah. Just like living. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm going to also have to do that for like another person. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't feel like I've experienced enough peace yet and stability yet for, for that to be something that's like on the table for me. Like now devil's advocate though, would also be how much more time do you have before it becomes a very expensive procedure? Correct. <laughs> Correct. So, so that's where and, you do have to weigh, like, is this something I want or not? Because if it's something that I wouldn't say if it's something that you like 10% want, Mm. But I think that if it's even 50% or higher in your mind as a possibility, you do need to, unfortunately, start considering that. The yeah. guys don't have to worry about that. Unfortunately, 80-year-olds yeah. can get people So pregnant. nuts. That's so nuts. <laughs> That's the other thing, too. So, like, when I have this conversation, and, like, John and I have talked about it recently since he's sort of, like, he was on the line, I think, and now he's sort of, like, teetering towards yes. So we've... We've been having like a lot of open conversations about it. So we're on the same page and whatever. And and I was like, you know, if someone asked me if I wanted to be a dad, I would consider that much, much easier. I probably would, would say yes to that much faster than I would to someone asking me to be a mom. Because like even one of my one of my very close friends had um, a beautiful little baby boy. He's so stinking cute. And we all love the crap out of him. And He's just like a precious little, like he's giggly and sweet and like really like what you ask for with your first yeah. child. But we were at her house recently and she said he was kind of like weaning off breastfeeding on his own. So she was like, fucking sick. This is great. <laughs> and yeah. she was like, um, so she was like, I'm going to like finish this as quickly as I can. He didn't really like the baby didn't seem to care, which is a miracle because for some people, their kid is like screaming and crying and it's a nightmare and traumatic. And I, you know, um, and she was talking about that whole process and she was like, I just am really excited to like have my body back. And I was yeah. like, Oh God. Like, yeah, like I don't want to get into details. I won't even give, uh, anything where someone could somewhat figure out who I'm talking about, but mm -hmm. someone that I know, mm -hmm. uh, chose not to breastfeed. Mm -hmm. They were just like, nope, didn't want to do it. Did that mean that it didn't stop their body from constantly producing milk in the oh shower or anything mm -hmm. else? Like, it's just like, yeah, you don't you don't have a say in that stuff. And not to mention the like, it kind of sucks. Pregnancy. Like, oh I, there are it people sucks. who love it and like cool. But like, I've heard way more horror stories about it. Yeah, um, I've had friends who had a great experience with their first kid where like, I'm going to have like five kids. And then their second kid was <laughs> such a nightmare 
of a pregnancy <laughs> that they were like, I'm getting my tubes tied. Like right. I'm not even taking the risk right. that I could accidentally do this again yeah. to myself. Yeah. yeah. Like every kid is going to be so different, even like in their personalities too. Like if you have one kid and at when they're an infant, they're like sleeping through the night and they're no problem latching or whatever. And then, and then you have your second kid and it's like all issues every moment of the day. And now you have to have a tougher kid with another child on top of that. Like that is, and, and like even just the pressure of all of it is like crazy, especially I think on like, the women's side of the fence, like other moms love to make moms like to make other moms seem like they're doing a shit job. And like, there's always, anytime I see anybody who's posting about doing something with their kid, the comments, it's the same thing with animals. The comments are all like, you shouldn't do blah, 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 blah. Mind your fucking business. I understand you're trying to be helpful. Like I understand that that probably comes from a relatively positive place, Mind your business. Well, and that was something I was going to jump to as well is like, obviously, I've been single most of my life, so I've never experienced this particular situation. But I see it even when you do Instagram lives. Mm-hmm. God knows we see it whenever the fucking Lachey's are doing the uh, the reunion episode <laughs> yeah. of any reality show. People have no shame just being like, when are you going to have a baby? And yeah. it's like leave leave these people what? alone like yeah. why is this like your place to have input right now yeah like, yeah it's it's crazy wow uh there's a some cloud that's blocking all of my natural sunlight but whatever <laughs> it's so weird oh it's i don't know no, whatever um yeah people love to have an opinion about all of that too i'm like i just like i so as i was looking through that like child free by choice because one of the things i also explained earlier is when when you're going to buy a car, you do extensive research. You're looking up the consumer reports. You're looking up to see if anything's been recalled. And you're doing that for a long time because it's an investment. And same thing with a house. You're going to like get the house inspected. You're going to go several times. Like You're going to see a bunch of different houses. The process for those things is insane. Yeah. And the way that people just like have kids and don't think about it is like kind of crazy because like out of the welfare of your future child, can you just think about it from all angles first? Like, I don't understand why that, why that is a radical thought to have. And so like, as I was looking through all of these, like these TikToks, a lot of these people were just like, I started to be sort of on the fence about it because I started to really think about it. That was literally the reason because I thought about it. And I was like, ugh. Yeah, that makes sense. Have you seen the girl with the list on TikTok? Yeah, it's there's a million reasons not to. And again, there's plenty of like there are people where this is what they've wanted to do ever since they were a kid. Mm -hmm. And for them, like, go for it. Yeah, go for it. But don't I think the the big thing that the big takeaway here is like, don't put pressure on other people to have to do it. Yeah, it's not fair. And like being being like you putting that pressure on a person who is on the fence is so unfair because that person is going to have to deal with the entire process of being being pregnant or their partner being pregnant and having excuse me, having the actual child. So like don't put pressure on them because they're the one who's going to be alone in the situation yeah. when the time when the time comes if it does. And so, allow regret to be an option for that person as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I hate to say it like that, but it's like, 
regret is also a thing that you are allowed to feel and have a decision in, but Mm -hmm. you're going to have, I don't know. I just think the regret, the regret of not having a baby when you realize that you wanted one Mm -hmm. is not going to be as detrimental as the regret of having a baby that you realize you genuinely yes. do not want. <laughs> 100 I saw that over and over again too. I would rather regret not having one than regret having one once they're there. I yeah. can you imagine like and I don't think like for me personally, I don't think I would necessarily regret my choice in the way that like I wouldn't be fair or loving to my kid. It would be more that like I would my own life would have could potentially have gone a completely different direction than I wanted it to. Like I see, I I posted a TikTok about how I was like really thinking about this and uh, several of the comments are like, I totally understand this. I have two kids and I have no hobbies. I don't sleep anymore. I I'm like, no hobbies and no sleep. Like those are the two things that I really like are hobbies and sleeping. (laughs) Let's talk about the song that everyone loves to write new lyrics to, but like rolling for soups, 1985 is quite literally a song about a woman regretting that her career stalled out when she got pregnant. Yeah, like, like that's that, true. Like that's literally what the, read the lyrics. Like that is what this song is about is her having this, this amazing it. life in 1985 and her then getting pregnant. Out the door when she turned the 24? 24, yeah. 24. Like, like only... it's only been with one man what happened to her plan. Yeah, yeah. Like, she like it is a song about child having children and regretting it. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah, I just I don't know. I I just want people to think about it more than they actually do. And then there was another thing too that I was thinking of that people were saying. Um I mean again, I while you're trying to think of that, I just cannot reiterate enough. Like, do not be the don't don't be a Vanessa Lachey like don't (laughs) don't like awkwardly be like that that bothers me so much every time that it happens like when are we gonna get our love is blind baby when are we gonna get our ultimatum baby and it's like a maybe some of these people don't want to have kids yeah like let's start there b maybe some of these people want to have kids and are incapable of having children and you are just like slamming them right with like their own trauma and like they're certainly not going to open up about that on a on a netflix reunion (laughs) reality show thing about how they can't get pregnant you know what i mean like just don't don't do it don't don't comment on people's videos about when they're going to have a kid like stop it's it's very inappropriate it is it is and like oh one of the other things this is i think this was what i was thinking of before um one of the other things that i saw a lot was people saying um ask ask anybody near you who is a parent to like younger kids um ask them to describe what their perfect day would be like if you have adult children that's very different but ask someone who has like a kid what their perfect day would be and nine times out of ten their kid is not included <laughs> oh my friend who wanted to consult a crying baby inside the wawa also admitted that her perfect day would be going to a hotel by herself and just yes. not doing anything for a day yep. <laughs> like, That's, that is a lot of of parents answers and that doesn't mean that they don't love their kid but it goes to show how stressful it is to have one yes you know and it's like it's just 
And I think about the way that I love my dogs, the way yeah. that I love them so much that like going away for two weeks, I am, I'm, I'm not going anywhere this entire week because I know I'm going to miss them so much. When I was in LA, it was like exactly a week or just shy of six, six days. And I missed them so much that there was a time where my mom FaceTimed me and I was like crying. I was like, oh, that I love my dogs so much. If I had a human baby, I would be absolutely <laughs> incapable of getting through my day. Like, I don't know how I could, how I could discipline any child because <laughs> I just like, you see what my dogs are like. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not great at disciplining them. <laughs> so could you imagine? And I just, obviously it's different with a kid because they actually have like, can, they can comprehend what you're saying differently than an animal could, but, and, I'll, and it's a human versus an animal. But that's something I think about too. Like I'm scared of loving something that much because the love that I have for my dogs is debilitating. That, so there is a, uh, here, we'll turn this slightly into a book club conversation, ah. but uh, there's a amazing heartbreaking book called oh. Love is a Mixtape. Oh, um, no. And it's a it's a memoir. And it was this writer for Spin Magazine whose wife died of a brain aneurysm out of nowhere. And their love language was that they would make mixtapes for each other. And the whole book is just him reviewing the mixtapes that his wife made for him before she passed away unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. And like writing about what those memories bring to him and like how the songs connected these different things in his life, etc. Very sad book. Very beautiful book. But early on in the book, he wrote something that I think about on a regular basis, mm -hmm. which he says, the dirty secret of living is that none of us want to die, but we all also secretly hope we die before any of our loved ones because we can't bear the pain of grieving them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, One million percent. Like, and now you're going to put like an actual like, no, no, yeah. I've and as someone who's dealt with i had to do sound for a funeral for a two-year-old baby oh my god do you know like i can't wrap my head around how and this is me being selfish at this point but that would literally devastate and cripple me yeah into a point that would never i would never recover yeah and it's like i just can't i to, to put myself through that for a thing that I don't even feel that passionately about wanting to have in the first place is just chaos to that's, me. That's what I'm saying. Where if, if I'm so on the fence and then I'm thinking about like how much I'm risking like mental health wise, because like when I'm driving and I see animals that were hit by cars, oh, ruins. Nope. Oh, what? Yeah. No, I agree with you. Just no, nope, oh, yeah. can't even look at it. Oh, I can't look at them. It ruins my day. Like I will have intrusive thoughts about that for at least 24 hours. And I remember, this is also another thing that I think about a lot when I think about having my own kids. When my brother and I were in like middle school, high school, he got this pair of sneakers and they were um, like high top. I think they were Nike and they had, um, they were like red, white, and blue. They didn't look patriotic really, like if you didn't think about it, but they were red, white, and blue. And they were cool. Like they were colorful and fun. And like, he was sort of, um, like he was kind of quiet. So they were like a very loud, it was a very loud shoe for him. So it was like exciting yeah. for us. Cause I was like, oh, look at you, like embracing some color, like getting bold and whatever. But he wore the shoe to school and he got made fun of a lot. 
so much so that he never wore them again. And I, like, I could cry right now thinking about what it was like to see him come home and be so crushed by that experience. Yep. And even now, like, when I look at him now, I... I think about that day and I was like, I really think that that was like a core memory for him. And it really fucked with his self-esteem for a long time. And that destroys, like I, that destroys me. I've cried about that moment as an adult. Like I've cried about that moment in the past, like two years because yeah. I, I think about it and it was just so heartbreaking to watch. I cannot, like you can't protect your kid from that. And it, it'll just emotionally wreck me. Yeah, no, I, I think that you're tapping into something. Like, I get upset watching kids get bullied in fictional things. Me too! <laughs> like, I how am I supposed to, like, deal with... I I get emotionally moved talking to children just about their feelings. <laughs> and, like, and like to some people, they're like, well, that's why you'd be so great. And it's like, yeah, oh. as, like, a child psychiatrist. <laughs> like, yeah, I, exactly. I just am so emotionally affected by by everything that it's very hard for me to embrace what that would that. feel like. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's a lot. It's like, a lot. I I fully understand and support everything like I I don't know. I I'm sure that there are people who are going to be straight up mortified by this conversation. <laughs> I mean it's but it's all the truth like it's not it's not like what i said is it's not a hard no but it's not a definite yes and the reason that i feel that way is because i've thought about it like yeah. because i think about it a lot and i think about realistically if that would make sense for me and i can't look at just the pros in that situation that doesn't make sense it's not fair to me it's not fair to like the future kid and yeah. i the reason that i'm on the fence about it is because i take it so seriously and i don't I don't think it's something that I can like willy nilly go into and just be like, it'll be fine. Like I can't yeah. do that. I can't imagine doing that. No, I think that that is all valid and fair. And this episode was all over the place, but I hope people like it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, I hope that that having this conversation makes anybody who feels like they're on the fence or like definitely doesn't want to have them doesn't feel alone and understands that like it's totally normal to think through these things as much as Matt and I do. I mean, I think if you know Matt and I for more than 10 minutes, we are chronic overthinkers. Yep. <laughs> so maybe you don't have to think about it as much as we do. But well, we just don't want to like, I think another thing that we haven't really said out loud, mm -hmm. but like, I think I'm a pretty screwed up person and I certainly don't want to pass that to somebody else either because yeah. like it is a nightmare living inside my brain. <laughs> like, could you imagine if that was the parent that you had to look up to was me? Well, <laughs> like, I, 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 mean, I think that that's upsetting also. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, upsetting. I, but you're such a good friend. You're so supportive that I think that you would find like, if you were in the situation where you did have a child, you would find space and room um, emotionally to support that kid, but at what expense then? Exactly. Because if you barely have that energy for yourself and you're keeping it afloat for your friends because you value them, how the hell are you supposed to, where are you supposed to get the energy to do it for a kid? And that's exactly. all, like, I don't doubt that we can't do it, but if it's going to be at the expense of my entire goals, achievements, mental health, physical health, like 
then yeah, I'm on the fence. <laughs> yeah, it's a tall order at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, I, it'll be an interesting journey in the next couple of years because I don't have, you know, a ton of time. I have time, but not a ton of time. You have time. time, yeah. Yeah. That's all that matters yeah. is you have time. Yeah, and I basically am like, if I if it happens later down the line and it feels like a great choice for me, amazing. But if it if I get, you know, further down the line in life and it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen or it doesn't fit into my life at that time, I, I know that my life will be fulfilling enough on its own. And that's important to me, too. Yep. One trillion percent. Uh, well, I hope if people like this episode, they should definitely let you know. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean... Wizard behind the curtain, it's a lot easier for you and I to just sit down and record something yeah. than booking guests sometimes. So yeah. if, they, if they want more of the solo episodes or like the two of us uh, discussing a hot topic that <laughs> has been pitched to us, where's a good way for them to like let you know about that? You can send us an email to Alyssa explains it all pod at gmail.com or my personal email. I mean, it's not like my personal, personal, but my personal email, um, Alyssa Lube, like just like my socials are at gmail.com. I don't always see everybody's DMs and for just keeping my brain afloat, I try not to spend too much time on my social medias. So your best bet is, is through email. Um, and if you want to subscribe to me on Instagram, you'll get much easier access to me. You can request topics for me to share on my Instagram. You can request things for um, for the podcast. So yeah, those are the best ways to reach out. And I know that there was like, there's been a few people who've reached out to me and told me that the podcast is like a comfort show for them. And I that makes me so happy. And like, I can't describe to you how much that means to me. Um, because I've had I've had quite a few comfort podcasts myself, and so it's very cool to be one of those for another person. And I'm very honored, and I'm grateful for everybody who listens to any of these episodes. All right, thank you for listening. Um, I hope that this this change of pace was fun for you, and uh, thank you for joining me, producer Matt. Of course, I always <laughs> like talking with you. Ah, uh, me too. All right, have a wonderful rest of your day, and we will catch you next week. so much for listening as a reminder we are always accepting questions about sex ed about relationships life advice we will accept it all we would love to hear from you so send us an email to alyssa explains it all pod at gmail.com families have a lot going on let ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up like delicious lolly focus pops or lolly mellow pops for kids and for parents try three new brainy chews to help you focus chill out or get energized find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com that's o-l-l-y.com these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration this product is not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease